Hey, I'm John. And I'm Becky. And this is the We Are For Good podcast. Nonprofits are faced with more challenges to accomplish their missions and the growing pressure to do more, raise more, and be more for the causes that improve our world. We're here to learn with you from some of the best in the industry, bringing the most innovative ideas, inspirational stories, all to create an impact uprising. So welcome to the good community. We're nonprofit professionals, philanthropists, world changers, and rabid fans who are striving to bring a little more goodness into the world. So let's get started. Hey, Becky. Welcome, everybody. Season three is over. I feel like we just started it. I mean, it just feels like yesterday I had the nervous sweats that we were about to interview (laughs) Dan Pallotta. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about this. This season started off with a complete bang. Dan Pallotta has been on our dream list for, man, forever. Eight years since we've seen that TED Talk that disrupted the way everybody looked at nonprofit overhead. And if... You know, we knew it was going to be a moving conversation, but what was powerful is that conversation set the tone for all the conversations to follow. And as we kind of look back today on season three recap, Dan shaped so many of the conversations to come. And I just want to start there. Yeah. Dan shapes like every conversation. And when he talks, we just feel like bobbleheads because we love what he says. We love the tone that he sets. And it really was about looking at how we show up for our missions through the lens of what are our biggest dreams, not only for our missions, but for ourselves. How do they dovetail into another so that everyone is thriving, the mission and you as a human being? And the other big current that he brought us, and I just saw this in everything, is you've got to dream big. Ridiculous. Like hugely big, like way bigger than you're dreaming right now. I think my favorite quote that he said Mm -hmm. is, you know, Walt Disney was a 14-year-old boy walking around (laughs) with drawings of a mouse. Like people were (laughs) making fun of him. But if you can't dream at a level at that age and take your dream and chase it, then you're just selling yourself short. So we're going to break down uh, a lot in this episode, but we really want to take this theme of dreaming and talk about some of the conversations that we've had. And you can go back and check them out because they really inspired us. Yeah, this part, this episode is like half cliff notes to give you kind of some of the high points, but we hope it gives you a path to realize how these connect back to things that you can implement or things that you can dive into, whichever, whatever you're facing in your nonprofit or social impact mission, wherever you find yourself. One of the first conversations I wanted to lift up was from Ana Marie Arjilagos, who was with Hispanics and Philanthropy. She told the incredible story of receiving a McKenzie Scott gift and how they were thriving as a nonprofit from a fundraising standpoint, but their restricted gifts were completely crippling their operational side. The Scott gift comes in and it all of a sudden gave Hispanics and philanthropy this runway to dream. Not only could they, you know, start supporting the operational side for years based on this philanthropy, but it gave them this margin to innovate, to try stuff. And I just thought that was a beautiful example of leveraging something that fell into her lap and using it in a way that really helped lift the sales of Hispanics and philanthropy. I love that mission and that combo. Um, I think of Eric Ressler and, you know, he is the creative director or founder of Cosmic. And we've talked about them a few times on the podcast, a branding and uh, marketing agency designed for social impact organizations. But I would say they dream big for marketing. You know, we leave a lot of those conversations so small But he talks about just the power of when you get your marketing aligned with your mission at a really deep level, 
it, it just transforms how you can activate people. It becomes less of like a transactional marketing, but how, this is how you start movements. This is how you sweep the country or the world with whatever you're trying to elevate. And so I'd encourage you to go back to that conversation. Definitely challenges you that if you're trying to say something to everybody, you're probably saying nothing to nobody. And so getting really specific about what's the change you're trying to see and how to pour in and light that mission on fire. Cosmic stuff is so gorgeous. And they have an empathy manifesto, which you should totally check out because it moved my heart. Um, the other conversation that I really love came from the arts sector. And we had Tanisha Nash Laird on and she is the executive director of the Newark Symphony Hall in New Jersey. And she used such incredible brilliance and innovation to bring together the community to help power her campaign. She used the community as workforce and as energy pouring into renovation and all of a sudden she ignited this group around the, the symphony hall who were interested in what she was doing. They were pouring into her mission into a different way. And it had that community is everything kind of feel that we love. So bravo Tanisha. So cool. These conversations also took us around the world. I mean, we had some of the most impactful international conversations this year. And one of them was Travis Ning. Y'all remember he is the I executive director at Maya and that's one of those conversations that just sits with you for days, yeah. you know, after he challenged us to dream bigger about how we define these donor relationships, the power dynamics of donors that come into our mission and really flipping the script on the victim hero narrative. He loves and fights for the women that his mission serves and he puts them on the highest pedestal, not the donor on the highest pedestal. And it changes the dynamics. It changes how you raise money. It changes how you allow donors to come into your mission in a really, really healthy way that lifts the end person, you know, the women that Maya, the organization serving. So that's a conversation everybody that's in fundraising needs to go back and listen to. It a hundred percent is. And I left that conversation, like you said, feeling like we just found a human mm -hmm. who is so evolved in this world, who is not thinking like everyone else. And his nonprofit is benefiting from the fact that he is not thinking like everyone else. And that's kind of the thread I see in these individuals who yeah. are dreamers. And I just think they are people who don't necessarily, you know, follow the flow, follow the playbook. They look around and they find gaps. And to me, it starts with a really clear vision. And so, John, I know you have thoughts about vision. You're <laughs> our visionary here at We Are For Good. And I love you to talk about how that clarity of vision can thread um, organizations and people to greater good. Well, I do love vision because I feel like dreaming is maybe the more ethereal first step, but vision is starting to put it into words specifically of what are you trying to accomplish? And we've talked to so many visionaries on the podcast that challenged me to elevate my game on vision too. But a conversation we had with Dominic Russo, and he has had kind of a lot of chapters in his life, but one of those and one of the as he talked about vision, it really struck with me. He said, the clearer my vision, the more magnetic my life becomes, mm. you know, and this whole idea that people want to follow something, they want to hear your idea. And this is why we say this a ton on the podcast. When you're fundraising, don't hold back the big dreams you have for your organization. Don't hide the strategic plan that's multi-years out. Take the risk. I hear Vic Harrison saying this with Charity Water. It's take that risk of putting that dream out there in front of people because people are looking for that. They want hope. They want something that's bigger that we can all gravitate to. And that's what the magnetism comes from. And so you can't just have 
dreams, like turn those into vision. And that's what this season, I think, really crystallized for us. And so once you've dreamed, what's the next step? This was another thing. This for is us. like a Becky adage. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the day when you're like, I'm just going to call it, it this. Just get a dang plan. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's really about, okay, I, it's not enough to just be a dreamer. And this could be my like hard J and Myers-Briggs coming in because I can get so tactical oriented. But it's like, if you're feeling overwhelmed, it's probably because you don't have a dang plan. Yeah. <laughs> so we're really try to be really intentional on the podcast on our social channels, the way we show up digitally to help build frameworks. And we try to bring in people that don't just talk at the ethereal level, even though we love the ethereal level, we love philosophy, we love theory, but we also love practicality and implementation. So if you're feeling stuck, please, Work on getting a dang plan. Start building out the framework. Start um, putting and putting your goal at the top and putting the outcome at the bottom and build backwards. Mm -hmm. And talk about how you can leverage really innovative ways to get to that goal. So I think it's kind of ironic, but we built it this way too, that we spent the season taking our Fridays going through back to basics. And I think pairing the basics with these kind of dreamier conversations is really where we wanted to encourage you as from your We Are For Good team of champions that's sitting on your sidelines, just cheering you on. Because we believe there's so many people moving into this sector. Everything's changed in the last year. Everybody's looking for how do I advance this mission that's put on my heart or this vision that I want to see. And we believe it starts with the basics, like getting your development shop in order. Fundraising is the catalyst to let our dreams come alive in philanthropy. And so we wanted to take those Fridays to really walk you through the different steps to build a high-performing um, fundraising shop. I mean, I thought those would be helpful. And we thought, you know, this will be good for anyone coming in to the sector for the first time. This will be good for young professionals. We were not prepared for how popular yeah. those would be. And it also sent a message to us that in this industry, people are looking how to just get back to the heart of worship. <laughs> I don't know what else <laughs> to call it, but it's like, how do we get back to the very fundamentals of who we are and how do we take those fundamentals and kind of, we call it the we are for good arc. And so mm -hmm. if you stayed with the back to basic series, we talked about the basics, but we always talked about how we're going to innovate that very basic thing because the world is changing. Digital is exploding. Online community is becoming a force within the world. And if you're not keeping up with that, if you're not playing in that sandbox, you really minimize your little pawn that you're playing in. So what we're saying is check out this Back to Basics series. And I, I will just like give a shout out to everyone who listened and gave feedback. I mean, we heard from vendors who were using it as training ground for some of their new employees that were salespeople that had never been in the nonprofit industry. We were hearing from people who were in their very first job ever and were Googling things like, like, how do I learn donor relations? And it's like, yeah. we were there. I think this is for anyone. Start with your basics, learn your core. And so there's 12 of those. It was our most popular Friday series. And we walked from annual giving up through major gifts and kind of everything in between, but spend some time there. And I love the juxtaposition too of this with some of these innovative topics. And we've had tons of innovation on the podcast. One of them was cryptocurrency. Becky, remember that conversation? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had such imposter syndrome going into that. Let's, I 
almost had to do the Google what is cryptocurrency. <laughs> well, full I think disclosure, I did that. <laughs> totally. That day, it was either one of us was really sick or there was a horrible storm. I don't remember. There were storms. Okay, it was storms. We were scattered across in our own homes, dialing in. That's when the audio is like horrible that day. But none of us knew what the heck was going on in that conversation because <laughs> none of us know what crypto is, even though I own like a half of one half of one half share or something. It's probably but, worth like $2,000 <laughs> at this point, the half, the half, the that. half of the half. But I remember, you know, Pat Duffy, who is with the Giving Block. He's one of the founders. He just challenged our mind with this. He's like, hey, this is a strategy that is not step one for an organization. This should not be the number one thing on your list. But if you're evolved, if you've got your basics in place, this is the kind of playground where there's a lot of money to be had. And I love that we can introduce those kind of concepts for once you get the basics in place, go there, you know, take it to the next level. And crypto is one of those places that I think we're going to look back on in 20 years and be like, holy cow, that was just the beginning. Oh my gosh. And, and we're even talking to nonprofits now who are benefiting from crypto at huge yeah. amounts. And so if you're not playing in that sandbox, you need to get in there. That's my second sandbox reference, but I'm <laughs> going to keep going with it. So we're talking about innovators. And one we have to talk about this moment that we got to interview one of John's heroes on the podcast. If I she got like Dan Pallotta... You got Vic Harrison. And so Vic Harrison is one of the co-founders of Charity Water. And let me just tell you, if you're listening to this right now and you have any inkling in your mind about, I need to start a monthly giving program, or I need to breathe some new life into my monthly giving program, please tune in to episode 118. It was a monthly giving, a playbook for growing believers with Vic Harrison, and it was a masterclass in how to build a monthly giving program. And if you are not convinced, know that Charity Water raises more than $20 million a year from their very modest monthly giving donors. Owners. This is a way to build a movement. If you don't have a monthly giving program within your nonprofit, listen to this episode, please start. And if you want to just see in real world what happens with a dream sitting around a kitchen table, you know, Vic tells the story of her and her husband, Scott, sitting and dreaming up what's today charity water that has changed the lives of millions of people and inspires tons of nonprofits. So Vic was not the only marketing powerhouse we've had on this season. I would say there was some really defining conversations about marketing this season. Yeah. I mean, I want to shout out to Tanya Bhattacharya. Ooh, Tanya. Hi, Tanya. Tanya Bhattacharya, episode 127. She talked about the new rules of thought leadership and the power of LinkedIn. So Tanya is with Lumos Marketing, and I'm telling you, she has been an ED at a nonprofit. This woman knows the nonprofit sector. She knows digital. She knows marketing, and she is about the kindest human ever. And if you're not tuning into the power of LinkedIn, then you're probably missing out. And she walks through these great steps about how to engage on LinkedIn, how to create a test market um, of how to get in there and just test some messages and how to be a thought leader in that space. So if you're thinking about, I need to get in there and expand my network, my personal uh, brand, uh, please check out that episode, episode 127. Another marketing powerhouse, we got to talk to Cameron Bartlett. I think he is such a smart guy and now works with New Story, one of our favorite charities who's going to be on season four of the podcast. We're excited for that conversation. But Cameron came this season and talked about creating this compelling donor journey and just looking at 
yet more holistically, that people are on their own individual paths and how do you show them the highs? How do you show them the lows so they can go on that journey with you? And it just kind of blew my mind in a real digital kind of way. Yeah, if you're looking to up your digital game, definitely check out Cameron's episode. And thank you for transitioning to just how we show up and how we talk to each other. Because the last one that I wanted to mention in terms of powerhouses is Cheryl Miller Hauser. This is an award-winning filmmaker, documentary filmmaker. She came on the podcast and she talked about human-centered storytelling, like to help lift up your brand, lift up your mission. And I just thought she was so smart um, in the way that she encouraged us to sort of embrace what she has built in her empathy manifesto. And it was just three quick, quick rules. It was make your story human, show struggle and inspire through uplift. Right. That was like a storytelling masterclass. She has an incredible story also about her mother being one of the first program officers at the Ford foundation. Totally check out that episode. It's episode 136. Hey friends, we wanted to take a moment to thank our amazing sponsor, GiveButter, the world's fastest growing online giving platform, powering more than 35,000 causes. One of these is Family Reach, a national nonprofit dedicated to eradicating the financial barriers that accompany a cancer diagnosis. Like many of us, they were unsure how they were going to replace their critical in-person fundraising events during COVID. Family Reach put GiveButter's virtual fundraising tools to use by hosting a super fun and engaging celebrity chef cooking challenge where they raised more than $350,000. And if you think this was a one-off success, think again. They just did it again and raised more than $600,000. Family Reach raves about GiveButter's ability to live stream video alongside their real-time supporter feed and saw how the threaded comments engaged their audience beyond what was possible on other platforms. It's buttery goodness at its finest. Don't miss the full success story in our show notes. Ready to explore how GiveButter could help your organization take your online fundraising to the next level? Check them out at GiveButter.com. Well, we had a lot of those kind of moving combos too. We had what we call kind of feel-good mission stories. One episode particular was with Damian Mander. I can't oh. even with this episode, John. And I Julie. still think about it. He's got to be our only sniper, right? That's been on the podcast. <laughs> our only Navy diver. Right. With the diver. biggest heart ever. Yeah. And I mean, he is Definitely. going through some shiz in Zimbabwe. And you just look at him and he's like, just this guy that you think nothing would terrify him. And he came from such a vulnerable place, so authentically showed up, literally was sitting in the grass. <laughs> and he said something that really stuck with me. He's like, there's never a moment in his story that there wasn't an element of fear or uncertainty, but it never stopped me from taking action. And, you know, if you haven't listened to the episode, he stepped into one of the hardest places into the, one of the hardest missions I would say that's out there, which is trying to stop the international poaching efforts that are happening in Africa that are killing, you know, some of the most beautiful animals in the world. And he attacked it by using his tactical brain that knows how to accomplish a sniper mission by equipping and empowering women in these villages. It's it. It was prob. I'm like, can't even get my words out. Yeah. It was one of the most powerful moments I think I've had since we launched this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it for 
days and weeks later to the point where I had my children watching that 13 minute documentary and I, I became a monthly donor for them. Wow. I logged on. That's happened twice where I just <laughs> feel so compelled by the mission. And I will tell you the international anti-poaching foundations monthly giving game is super strong. So if you're looking for a great it. example, go check that one out. The other mission story that we love so much was hope for Haiti. And we visited with uh, their executive director, Skylar Badnock and another one of their incredible program officers, which is Christina Baptiste. And we loved how they threaded every part of their mission through their values. Mm -hmm. And they use their values to encourage each other. They call them out. They reflect on them. They reflected on them on our um, episode where we were recording. And I just think in this time and space with what has happened in the last week to our poor Haitian friends, please go and listen to that episode because it's wonderful and it'll give you some context into what Hope for Haiti is all about and how they mobilize on the ground to help empower communities. But friends, the Haitian people are suffering to a degree that we cannot even imagine. And so we've provided some resources that you can help out the Haitian people through Hope for Haiti. We're going to link it up in the show notes. And shout out to Hope for Haiti, who within 24 hours of this natural disaster hitting the island, they had their um giving pages up on the home screen. They had ways that you could give. They had ways to connect. So please check that out in the show notes and please pour into Hope for Haiti if you're able. So the tenor of these mission stories that we've gotten to feature are always about the founder or the leaders choosing to take the harder road. And I look at like the work being done in Haiti or the work in Africa that we just talked about with Damien. And one other one was Exodus Road. And we got to meet the founder, Laura Parker, this season. And so many of these stories, I mean, they're stepping into the human trafficking crisis and really stepping into it inadvertently, not looking to get into that being their life song, but she and her husband have just full force, you know, organized and gotten people involved in the mission and really through innovation have spread about the cause and just the awareness and are doing really incredible things. So go back and listen to the Exodus Road. It was episode 125. Okay. So we're talking about all the things that happened in yeah. season three, but there is a, to us, an obvious absence of something, right? Yeah. What's missing? We didn't do a themed week this season. Did anyone miss that? <laughs> I, you know, we thought let's let's talk about why we didn't. So get ready because we're telling you in advance what our theme week is going to be for season four. But it's mental health week, and we. We have always kind of hung our hats on wanting to be a company that teaches you as much as we want to take care of you. And mental health is just not something that's hardwired into our sector and into our business. And we want it to be. And we feel like we're seeing the effects of it, particularly in a pandemic. And we really wanted to put our flag in the ground and address the elephants in the room. That is all of the anxiety and the personal crisis and the mental and compassion fatigue that we're all experiencing. And so we have interviews in the queue, but you know what? We're a startup. We're a startup of three people. We have clients in addition to running the We Are For Good community. And guys, we were just tapped out and we had a plan. We had a dang plan. <laughs> we had a dang plan. <laughs> for months, honestly. For too. months to execute this. And we all just kind of looked at each other and said, you know what? 
<laughs> the irony is our mental health is is caving under this. We're going to let this one go. So here's what we commit to you. In season four, we are going to have the best mental health themed week. We are bringing in some powerhouses who are not only going to talk to us about their lived experience, but we're going to give you some tips and some resources to take care of yourself and take care of your team. Yeah, we're so excited for Mental Health Week and just the brave voices that have stepped forward with that. So it's going to be so much fun. Okay, something you know we love around here. And if you subscribe to our emails, Becky even puts this in all caps. That's how much we love it. It's the freebies. So the first one that we curated for you was a social media toolkit and resources. We understand that there are a lot of people out there that don't get social media. They don't know how to jump into it. They don't know where to start. And we were feeling that in our Back to Basics series. So we curated this great little toolkit for you. It'll teach you how to set up donate pages, how to stand up a social media account, how to use analytics. Please pour into it. It's listed in the show notes. And piggybacking on that, everybody's talking about their websites. We hear from people weekly about their websites in the nonprofit sector. So we've actually built a course and you can take this for free on our website, weareforgood.com slash website. And we've also put together 10 tips. So if you take that free workshop, you can step through 10 tips to make your website irresistible. It starts from Google analytics all the way to like how you write and how you engage more through some of the basic things of your site. So one of our favorite freebies of the season. I'm going to make, I'm going to make you feel very embarrassed right now because John put together a worksheet that is a step-by-step worksheet. It is the most helpful, intuitive, gorgeous worksheet that will help you work through your site. So if you're again, feeling intimidated by where to start to give your uh, website a facelift, the worksheet will walk you through it. Uh, The next one was we had Elizabeth Abel on with CCS and we were reviewing the Giving USA report that came out. We were also interested in what did COVID do to our sector. And one of the great freebies she gave to us because the Giving USA report is not free is that CCS came up with a 2021 snapshot of today's philanthropic landscape that's based on their observations, the Giving USA report and others. So we've linked that up. Go check it out and you'll see what's trending. So we had Jeremy Hazelwood on this season, and he is one of the best digital marketers out there. He is the author of the Digital Fundraising Blueprint. And if you Amazon search this, he is going to be the top book that comes up with digital fundraising. He shared his first two chapters free on the podcast when he was on. And so we're going to link that up in the show notes. Check out his book. It's real actionable and gives you the playbook of how you can launch your first campaign. Raise your hand if you're intimidated by boards. All of our hands are in the air. Great. (laughs) So we did a back to basic series on um, how to engage and reignite your boards. And we also paired that with a complete guide to board meeting agendas. It comes with freebies. It comes with how you talk about things and float things out. If you're stumped on how to get your agenda going and get conversations flowing in a way that a working board, not an advisory board, a working board needs to be headed. This is a great tool for you. Love it. Okay. Can I have a favorite freebie of the season? Yeah. Favorite freebie. I can't wait. It has to be Pond. Oh my gosh. Pond. Mitch Stein. Mitch Stein. One of our favorite people in the entire sector came on, shared his personal story. Go back and listen to that episode. But this thing that he's created, and I feel like we're like, twin businesses. We launched around the same time. We grew up during the pandemic. Mitch launched Pond because nonprofits hate to search for new tech. They know they need innovation. They need either a new CRM or they're looking for an online tool. He created the place that makes that super easy. We'll link this in the show notes, or you can go to joinpond.com. And basically you sign up for a free account 
tell them what your needs are, and they're going to match you with these tech providers. And as you sift through these different providers, you can watch the webinars with them or the live demos, and you get money put into an account to spend on tech. How progressive and cool is this? And you don't have to filter through the hundreds of options because we've seen this, guys, where you're on a forum or a thread and somebody says, what are you using? What's your CRM? And you have people who have nothing to do with your nonprofit who don't have the same problems, the same issues, the same tech, the same setup, giving you suggestions. Take that away. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> Go to Pond. They're going to pair you. It's like The Bachelor, except for you have you are The Bachelor. You get the rose. And that is episode 145 if you want to go back and check it out. an investment banker before this, which is just hilarious an investment too. baker turned go good human. I'm just like so excited. Go Go, Mitch. We're rooting for you. Okay. okay. It's time we bring this all together. And we're doing the thing that John hates the most on the season <laughs> recaps, picking our favorites. Yeah, you never you never like to pick your favorites, but I just think it's healthy to lift up things that personally resonated with all of us. I'm sure anybody listening, you're thinking of your favorites on the podcast, but it's like, what stuck out to you? Why did it strike a chord with you? And what did you take away from it? And so, John, I'm going to put you on the spot and make you pick first. Don't make me do it. It's my Enneagram nine. I'm such a peacemaker. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I've got to say it was Travis Ning's conversation. You know, he comes in in such humility and such kindness, but spoke in a way that cut through so much that's broken in our industry. So much of the power dynamics that have been shifted in the wrong way for so long that he put a lens on that and he put a spotlight on it and he challenged all of us to look at the practices of how we fundraise, how we portray the end impact of our organization to make sure that we're lifting dignity at every step. And man, I just think that conversation needs to happen a lot more in all of our specific organizations. So go listen to his. Okay, Julie, you're up. Mine. So there's been a couple this season that I legitimately forget that I have to produce and edit things because I sit there (laughs) just in awe of our guest. And again, like John, it's hard to pick one, but Robert Egger is one that has stood out to me that I've been just thinking about a ton lately. He dove into the economics of nonprofit. It is fantastic. You have to dive into it. He shared so much wisdom he's learned throughout his career and his dreams for how we can take the sector to the new heights. And he just had so many mic drop moments that um, I have just been thinking about a ton. So definitely go take a listen to that one. Robert's awesome. Okay, Becky, you're up. Okay, my absolute favorite in season three was Jenna Goodman and Nancy Jackson with Generous Change. It was episode 128. And before we ever met them, they send us this title for this conversation that says, How to Raise Money Without Feeling Creepy. And in that moment, I love them forever because they're (laughs) saying the thing that everybody is thinking. And these are two consulting powerhouses. They're in Lawrence, Kansas. They are exactly what you would think two individuals from Lawrence, Kansas would be. They are salt of the earth, kindest people. They are some of the smartest nonprofit fundraising strategists that I have met. And while we're visiting about all the things, you know, about how to show up up authentically, how to cut out the process of getting to know someone and just get to know them. And I think I just had this moment during the conversation because they were so wise in their counsel and it was practical and it was not filled with fluff. It was to the heart of the matter. And I thought, where were these two individuals for the last 20 years of my nonprofit career? 
just having them felt like having a shepherd or a mom that was so kind walking beside you, building a custom plan to help you be successful. So Jenna and Nancy, thank you. Dory, you guys keep doing the good work you're doing. So there's one more episode I want to really lift because the season started with this conversation. And I remember the day we recorded it, it moved us. I mean, Mm -hmm. physically, emotionally, all those things, because, you know, we got to get a direct lens into someone's story that was really vulnerable, that grew up in philanthropy, but doesn't necessarily her, the track that she chose for her life, but has made an incredible legacy as she looks back on it. And that's the story of Birgit Burton. Yeah. Birgit had a really tough conversation with us and we were able to peek behind the curtain of racism in our industry. And we almost call this required listening because you cannot fully understand someone else's pain, their joy, until you come in and sit with them and talk about what their experience has been like. And Birgit was so... Um, gracious and vulnerable with us. And it was something that I felt changed by. And honestly, it gave me more courage to feel like I need to be an advocate to others. So if you are sitting there watching Black Lives Matter movement, watching the racial injustice of the world, please consider listening to this episode. It was completely phenomenal. And it should be DEI required listening. And I love that, you know, she felt alone at the beginning of her story. And what her response was is to literally set up a table where people could come and sit around it. And I couldn't help but, you know, feel the parallels of just wanting to cultivate community. And now she's connected thousands of people through the African-American Development Officers Network that's across the country, that's giving people a seat at the table, that's bringing people into the sector and lifting them up into really influential positions throughout the country and world. I mean, way to go, movement maker. We adore yeah. you, Birgit, and just it's an incredible legacy. And I really hope that you, that everyone will go to that episode and check it out. So, it's episode one twenty one. Thank you, Thanks, Julie. Jay. And so we're at the closing, and we have a couple thoughts um, about what we have seen trending in this last season, trending in our sector, and it's really about pairing dreams with professional development. How are you making space to dream? And I recognize with more clarity that being able to dream is a privilege. But in that, having that dream is almost a responsibility to do something about it. You know, if you see change that needs to happen, this season has given me more confidence than ever that connecting arms, reaching across the table, building a community around something can change the world. And we have told story after story of people doing that and how philanthropy powers it. So this is the call to action is to do that. And, you know, if you listen to our last episode on professional development, you know, that's probably the businessy sounding word of this, but for us, it's education. If you don't know how to turn your dream into a movement, that's going to change the world and make the impact that you want to see, We want to create a place for that. And we want to be part of the cog of that. We're not going to be the end all be all, but we want to be a place where you definitely can find like-minded friends that want to help champion you and point you in the right direction to start organizing and start making a difference and raising money to do that. Yeah. And so we've already teased it and it's out there a little bit, but that is why we are launching a groundbreaking new education platform that we like to call We Are For Good Pro. And if you go to We Are For Good 
pro.com. You can sign up on our VIP early access waiting list, and we're going to sing you all the early announcements, and um, you can peek behind the scenes maybe a little bit early. But it's really about reimagining how you invest in yourself. And we're here to tell you, you are worthy of being invested in. And we are going to fight for you to be able to grow, to innovate, and to do it in community. So next week we celebrate year one, our birthday. Oh my gosh, it's our birthday. We need we need a smash cake or something <laughs> to commemorate. Smash it all over the soundboard over here. That'd oh be awesome. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it's been. But we're going to come back with a year. It's not just a year in review, but it is like to pump you up of like everything that is learned to really put into action for this next year. But the next season, season four is dropping <sighs> that first week of September and man, it's going to be Hold so Hold on good. to your butts be because so we have got Miani Tolbert, who is the founder of the higher black movement. And we also talked to news story. We talked to Sarah Lee, you know, new companies, one of the fast companies, most innovative nonprofits. And so we're hanging on every one of her words. It's going to be so good. Raj Kumar, founding president and editor in chief of DevX. I mean, are you kidding Global. me? Raj yes. is coming on. And there's so many more conversations that are so moving. Can't wait to share those with you. If you don't get our weekly email, go right now. Weareforgood.com slash hello. You'll be the first to know each week as these new episodes drop so you don't miss one of these important conversations. And you get freebies in it every single time, just in like what we're caps. giving away. All freebies, caps, freebies in all caps. <laughs> it's been an incredible season. Thank you for listening. Your, your listening, your downloads, your likes, your engagement on social media it truly fuels us to keep going. It really does. We're so glad you're here. Hey friends, thanks so much for being here. Did you know we create a landing page for each podcast episode with helpful links, freebies, and even shareable graphics? Be sure to check it out at the link in this episode's description. You probably hear it in our voices, but we love connecting you with the most innovative people to help you achieve more for your mission than ever. We'd love for you to join our good community. It's free, and you can think of it as the after party to each podcast episode. You can sign up today at weareforgood.com backslash hello. Our thing, if you loved what you heard today, would you mind leaving us a podcast rating and review? It means the world to us, and your support helps more people find our community. Thanks, friends. I'm our producer, Julie Comfer, and our theme song is Sunray by Remy Borsboom. Rabbit fans have always powered the We Are For Good podcast, but now Rabbit fans can get even more goodness and access by joining Good Friends. It's our listener support community for the We Are For Good podcast. Good Friends comes with perks, exclusive episodes with John and I, including The Good Brief, our new monthly cliff notes of the greatest takeaways and lessons learned from that month, and exclusive AMA episodes where we answer your burning questions and tap our community of experts. Join now or learn more at weareforgood.com backslash friends. We can't wait to see you inside. That's weareforgood.com slash friends.